Hello and welcome to the Video Gamer UK podcast. How is everyone? Uh, it's one Excellent. of those days, isn't it? It's really cold in here still. It, it, Have they got a thing about the heating bill or something? No, there's just no, there's no there's heater no heat in here. here. This yeah. is the, the room, Think about it. The room that time forgot. It is the coldest room yeah. in Croydon. Exactly. Every part of me is shriveling right now. It's even colder than the police station, yeah. which yeah. is quite That's cold. Enough. It's probably colder than like the cracked ends and stuff. Yeah. It's... Today I'm joined by Stephen Burns. Hello. He's that middle class wanker. He is. Smug <laughs> British. I'm back from Friend. hiatus, from shooting in the country. Is that actually what you did? Yeah. No. Kind of I'm not sure it. I like What though. did I do? I can't wait for that guy to comment who always complains when you're on, and then like he's all right when you're not. But he has to say something every time. Uh, well, you know Sorry. what? Like, when you're on, I'm sick of that posh twat more power to him when you're not all there, allowed like, I'm so glad I didn't have to listen to that <laughs> that's fine that bell end burns <laughs> for his birthday I'm going to find out where he lives and then just break into his house <laughs> it's, and... quite, it's quite what? impressive though that like every Wednesday you know that there's someone out there that has really strong opinions about you every Wednesday it, it will change how Wh- whether you're goes, on or not whether or not you're exactly. on exactly wakes up thinking right 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 <laughs> this is the one let's find out shall we it's sort of like being a football fan and you know, not wanting a certain player to play because mm. you think they're shit. Mm. Except I'm not I, shit. I, I desperately search for any kind of football reference to fit into that. But Tom Cleverly. Tom Cleverly. Okay. Yeah. Off we go. He's not very clever, is he? Uh, we're joined by <laughs> David Scammell. Of course we are. I mean, when when are you ever not? <laughs> Jim Trinket. All right. How's it going? You all right? Yeah, good, 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 good. Not too bad at all. Well, I guess... Ecstatic. Um, Don't ask the question, what have you all been playing this week? Well, that makes this podcast very difficult. But, but it also makes it very predictable. But it's a, a podcast... If you were to do that, I mean. About yeah. video games. Every podcast does that. It's I, the Video Gamer UK podcast. It. It's in the name. Yeah, but I've every, seen... every single podcast out there starts off by one, one fucking head bell end at the top of the table yeah, asks the other bell end. Uh, well, Sorry, you say that, but I also see complaints from people going, oh... Why does it always take every video games podcast 20 minutes to get into talking about video games? <laughs> because of this right Who here. Was that? that was actually listens. someone quite big, wasn't it? There was a developer that said that. And it's like, shut the Loads fuck up, mate, and get it. back to fucking making your shit game, cunt. <laughs> Blimey. <laughs> I think that might separate this one from the rest right. a I'll tell you yeah. what we should do. Let's play the... What He's game... probably the guy commenting on the video. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Well, let's do it the other way around. What games have we not been playing? Because, you know... Obviously, we have access to a lot of video games. I think we did they, this quite recently. And there comes but, a point. Yeah. Well, yeah, but really let's just, okay. Uh. What, okay, which, what pornography have we been watching then? I'll tell you what we haven't been playing. Dying Light. Oh, he dodged that one. He did dodge it. Why have we been playing Dying well? Light? I don't know. I, it, some people seem quite excited about it. I, I don't know. I, I've, I've had my fill of zombie games that are on islands with that kind of... It's mm. a quick question. Is Dave's mic up louder than everyone else? Or is Dave just really excited? Uh, the second. <laughs> right. Yeah. And you are sitting closer to him. <laughs> Sorry, I'll, I'll move the mic. I'll back the mic. No, it's not. No, 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 no. no. It's, it's not a criticism. Back. Back. Uh, smack the fuck up. Yeah. He, do, he does get very close. Um, I told you, my nose. My yeah. nose. You don't need to do that. It's just Dying like, like the, yeah, whatever. It's just um, like the rest of us are trying. It's like you're just uh, Brian Blessed in a room full of Chris Bratz. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I could. No, I couldn't ever <laughs> match. Ben don't sulk. Yeah. I mean, there are loads of games we're not playing, Burns. Yeah. Loads. Okay. Uncharted 4. I'm not playing it. Someone is. Someone out there right now is doing something on Uncharted 4. Yeah, they're thinking, shit, is this going to be as rubs as the last one? Oh, that's yeah. scorching, Touch Burns. Me. Mm. 
The last <laughs> Uncharted was fucking rubbish. It wasn't rubbish. It wasn't, what are you no. talking about? It wasn't rubbish. It just wasn't as good as the one before it. Which wasn't as good as the one before it? No, 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 Although the the opening of Uncharted Two was a bit crap, I felt. What with the burning house and everything? Burning house, the train. No, was that, that wasn't the opening. Was it not? Was... Well, no, the trains when it got good. <laughs> how did is it this, open? Is this like how everyone's got a slightly differing account of how so good the Uncharted games are because nobody can fucking <laughs> remember them? <laughs> how did Uncharted 2 actually open? Was it that you... That's me. Was it Uncharted 2 where you climbed up the snow at the beginning, climbed out the train? I think so. And then you yeah, went... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you had to break into the palace so or something. That's what I just said. The palace bit was shit. That's what I'm saying. Right, good. <clears throat> That was the opening. Which one was? Which one started off in like some rough pub in in Wales? Uncharted three. three. That was three. Yeah, that was brilliant. So what? And then Helen Mirren turned up, but it wasn't Helen Mirren. And then as I was escaping, I got my gun out because you know I'm a fucking serial killer uh-huh. in that fucking franchise, and I shot a man in the head, and he did not die. And that's the moment I knew that Uncharted three was piss. What? I was like, what? He's wearing. He's not wearing body armor. He's wearing a suit. That doesn't protect your head. Was what? What was the? Was he a boss? Was he a boss? No, he was man? just a normal goon. And he went oh, and then just started shooting. I, I like, once met a man who'd been shot this. in the head in World War Two and he survived. <laughs> in a what? What do you mean you once met a man who was shot in I the head? Once, he, he, he was running a museum in Whitby. I was about eight years old, and he was like, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> running the military museum, Scammel, and he was like, I got, this I is got shot in the mind. You, the, you know World War II wasn't that long ago oh I know right, he's like okay. I got shot in the head it's by, just the uh, way that you brought it up I just want to met a man I'm shot in the head That's <laughs> like, interesting yeah. story I'm just illustrating that it's possible mm-hmm. yeah it's possible I mean I don't think he, he just sort of dusted himself and off was he wearing and yeah. a suit continued <laughs> shooting at Nathan Drake <laughs> he, didn't but, go, he didn't just go oh <laughs> but, but, but you got me you know I don't think it was I mean maybe it was maybe just that hard but uh, yeah I, mean, I, th- I think, I think the great Rick Mail would have survived being shot in there oh absolutely yeah, yeah. considering that he nearly killed himself on a quad bike I mean who hasn't nearly killed themselves on a quad bike <laughs> I got very close <laughs> like everyone has been on one it's like mm-hmm. go off like if they have gotten off it like whoa man, just what's the point yeah 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 you know although Rick Mail's wife thought that he was pissing around apparently she looked out of the because she got him the, the quad bike for his birthday, I believe. She looked out in the, uh, in the garden or the estate or whatever, and uh, he was lying by the, by the bike, motionless. She was like, ha, classic Rick. Classic Rick. <laughs> and then a few minutes later, she looked back out, and he was still face down. She was like, oh, shit. <laughs> Better get out there. <laughs> and then Ozzy Osbourne got munched, didn't he, on a, on a quad bike. Do you remember that? Because everyone thought he was going to die as well. Yeah, yeah. Just don't yeah. go on them. Or wear appropriate headwear, people. Be safe. Yeah, there you go. exactly. Advice. Exactly. Yeah. You know, Steven. and if you're wearing appropriate headwear, you may get shot in the head and survive because that's what it's for. But, you know, Uncharted 3. Yeah. 3 out of 10. Mm. Fair enough. Did you actually review it at the time? No. I'm glad I didn't review it at the time because Simon Parkin reviewed it for Eurogamer and he gave it an 8 if this, which is, I, you, if this is you bringing up his Resident no, Evil no, thing no, again I'm, no. I'm, he I, gave I'm it an 8 which I actually think is, is a bit generous and the internet melted ah uh, how, how dare you say today's franchise literally that was the entire thread under so it. it was a video game review of a popular franchise then uh, yeah but I mean this was something else because he was the only one that really had the balls to say wait a minute guys isn't, you know this isn't as good as everyone seems to think it is mm. oh Drake's in the desert this time shut up 
That bit was amazing, though. Shut that up. was amazing. The bit on the boat. Was it the boat is the worst part of of the series by far? I don't remember this, but... Exactly. No one remembers it. No one remembers remember the, the boat. boat. I remember the boat. Smashed through the glass. Yeah. 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 R- right. Rubbish. Nah. Rubbish. Yeah. Whatever. So Uncharted 4, not not buzzed. So we haven't been playing Uncharted 4. We can... We've, yes. I mean, to be fair, though, that. I mean, the things we haven't been playing are infinite, right? Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, where do but we I'm, go with this? No, but we I'm sit just, here forever. And yeah. I was talking about the games with which we had access to, but I decided not to. So play. how did we end up on Uncharted Four? I don't know. Someone just said it. Didn't I they? said somewhere. Dave just playing. said it. God damn it! Whereas stop. Dave has Ride to Hell and has made a yeah, conscious decision that. not mm, to play recently. it. So we're all proud of you for that. I did play it at the time. Yeah, oh, it was terrible. Oh man, it's <laughs> incredibly bad. I ran into a thing. I just couldn't complete it. <clears throat> Fucking a. I love best way to experience Ride to Hell is to watch Guy Woodward's Let's Play series on it. Yeah. Because it's not really about the game; it's just the, the 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 slow descent of a man into deeper and deeper, um, just self-loathing. That, really, <laughs> I'm right thinking at the the end of each successful mission, the the character is rewarded with a sex scene, right? Uh, no, it's not mm. quite like that. No, That's, I've, I've it's seen, not BMX XXX, bro. A couple of examples of that happening you in the game. You do meet, and I think save. Women, yeah, and then and proceed to have sex with. So them. why but, is that different to what I just said? But I don't think it's like, oh, you've done a mission, therefore you have been rewarded with some sex. I don't think that's how it works. I feel like that's what you. <clears throat> I don't understand how that's different. Because I, it's not a good game. Let's no, just, it's let's rubbish. Let's disagree on that point. Let's not waste precious time. I mean, it is, it, worrying it, it, about. It is a bit sort of battered. I, I all right, all right, all right. I have been playing a game. Okay. Oh. Yes. Have been See, playing this something. is what happens when you try and go against the freaking formula. Oh, no, I right. derailed it. The reason it works. Derailed it for Jim ten minutes, it. and now I've got to bring steer this shit back round because no one else is gonna. I've been playing two games actually. One of which. I mean, you could just say which game you've been playing if you wanted. First of all, I was playing Evolve. Evolve the, the beta. beta. It's just it finished on Monday, Monday, right? Sunday, Monday, something like that. Yeah. Happy days. Yeah. As someone actually asked, so I may as well uh, talk about this now. Whether or not uh, people's impressions of that game have changed from the alpha to the beta, because there's a bit more stuff. There's, no. Uh, I mean, the, access to the evacuation stuff, right? Yeah, I didn't really. Add, to be fair, I didn't really give that much of a go. I I'm, I'm worried. I'm worried. Yeah. From I'm, everyone I'm tweeting about it, and from you talking about it, Dave, and everything that I've seen. Whoa, I'm worried. It's just like. It's a bit... So, for a, for a time what? being, during playing it, I thought, actually, you know what? Maybe this is better than I kind of gave it credit for. Mm-hmm. But then I thought, but, but how long am I actually going to play it for? Really, what's the staying power? I don't know what, why I would carry on playing it. Um, no, it seems to work fine. Technically, it seems to work fine. It feels a bit unbalanced in the sense that... Yeah, I think... Uh, you, you need to have a good team, otherwise you're screwed. Yeah. If you're playing with someone who doesn't know what they're doing, then you've already, you've already lost. Alternatively, if you do have a good team, I think it's extremely difficult for the monster to win as well. Like, mm. it, it does seem to be a seesaw there, like it'll go one way or the other. Um, <laughs> a seesaw, Brad. <laughs> I've not thought about a seesaw for years. Really? There's yeah. some weird decisions in Evolve, though, isn't there? Because no, there's that whole thing, like, if you're the one who kills the monster, the rest of your teammates reward you with sex. <laughs> um, no, that's uh, that's right to hell still. Oh, okay. oh what? The, oh, <laughs> excuse, excuse me. I've got to I've got to cancel my pre order of something. Not evolve. Yeah, evolve. Evolve. Evolve's problem at the moment. A lot of people are talking about all this DLC stuff, mm-hmm. which is fair enough. Yep. 
it's particularly seeing as uh, I mean, there's a good video from Jim Sterling this week that kind of highlighted all of this and yeah. their whole the way they approached it from the very beginning, like before they'd even shown the game, they were like pre-ordering. You get this free DLC. Yeah, well, that, it's like a free, that, free monster, right? Free monster, and maybe I mean that that is terrible. It's the, the really, game yeah, pretty much. Not even showing the game, you're saying like you get free content, you pre-order it, but. Um, but then they tried to make up for it by going, oh, but you get all the maps. Oh, shit, I've hit myself. Yep. Get all the maps for free. But now they've sort of gone, oh, but look at all these skins and all these characters and all that that you can buy now. And they've completely screwed it up for okay, themselves. Okay, I'm going to say something that you probably won't agree with. I actually don't really have the problem with how they're treating the DLC in this game in terms of how it works and and allowing players to, to play with um, those who have purchased it and mm-hmm. making all the maps free. I think it's more the fact that just a huge part. We we haven't seen that much of the game up until the the alpha and the beta, and yet we've heard loads about the DLC. I, I agree. think it's more that it's just been that's been the conversation. I think rather. I actually think it's been it's not being handled that badly. And when they've come out and talked about it, Phil Rob had to do a statement. Total um, Rob, yeah, family, yeah, yeah. And uh, I I think he there was obviously a little bit of frustration there on his part, but I think their reasoning for it isn't the worst. I think it's largely a perception issue. Yeah, more than I anything. agree. Um, you know. If they hadn't announced any of this stuff, if there was pre-order Evolve and you get your pre-order bonus, yep. people would have been like, yep, fine, then whatever. Later down the line, and then a month's time, after out. release, they went, by the way, here's all this cool shit you can buy. But it's all- people wouldn't have cared as much. But it's because it's all pre-release. Yep. And because it's so much of the marketing has been dominated by this DLC mm-hmm. talk, I think it's just completely gone the other way for them and screwed up. Fucked over. it. Yeah. Yeah, it's... I mean, so this is the, the first And especially game. when it comes at a time when people aren't that convinced by the game as it is. Yeah. This is just another thing where they go, well, screw that. I'm not Well, look how quickly we've just started doing about DLC as well. Yeah. Like, I think that's the problem, isn't it? Like, this is the first game they've worked, <clears throat> they've worked on themselves outside of Valve, right? Well, didn't they start Left 4 Dead and then Valve acquired them? Yeah. They finished it with right, Valve, okay. but they I started just, the game before. I just wonder if it, like, the, the marketing side of it is a bit where they've got some inexperience or something or they just don't really know how best to because it, it sounds like it's going to be yeah, quite is it developer led or is it, it's de- been is it quite an expensive game it's, right? it's more like a decision that will be led by 2k isn't it yeah, yeah. yeah. it's, it's got to be right but Left 4 mm. Dead's hook is is simple and so should Evolve sounds like I mean, it should it be is, simple it is simple isn't but it but it, it's the way it's being conveyed yeah. is, is really poor and I think they're they're mixing and matching a lot of really bad marketing messages and decisions in yeah. there like you say they should have just held off mm. You know, people yeah. just get pissed off when they feel like they, you know, they're being taken for a ride, mm. and uh, yeah, it does feel a little bit like that. I, I just what, what I meant before, I, when they were at Valve, I get the impression that there's maybe a little bit more flexibility there in terms of how long you can spend working on the game before you release it. Whereas this time around, it feels like it's not like as they said in that that post. Actually, it's not like this DLC is already done and they're just holding it back <clears> to sell later on. You know, to keep working on this game, they need to sell it as DLC, and that's why they're talking about it so early. But it just feels like the messaging has been a bit too. I don't mean two minds because it's, it's too it, much. You know, on the one hand, they're not hiding it from you. Yeah, they're doing this, and yeah, they're being open about it. But and, and it means the game will potentially have a longer lifespan, hopefully, um, as a result. Like, it, I don't know. It is but rather than going, oh, here's all the shit you can buy, they should have gone. By the way, here's the maps yeah. that are coming for the, free, and or just. <laughs> Here are all the fucking reasons you should buy the game. There's also a pre-order bonus. We probably won't talk about it too much more <laughs> until uh, yeah. the, later down the, the line. The emphasis has been completely in the wrong place. There was also that um, if you bought the big so the PC Monster Race edition, the whole when, when they were saying, "Look, this is a hundred and thirty dollars worth of content for just ninety nine dollars," and it's like, 
but that doesn't yeah. no you've you've, you've set, set all those prices yeah it's like it's not... you know i could say i could offer you uh like a, a conical flask of boiled piss <laughs> for a hundred quid mm-hmm. and you'd be like fuck off and i'd be like it's worth 200 yeah i value i'm gonna i i mean i'm planning to sell this at 200 separately but don't they no. want like 15 dollars for a monster yeah and, and that sounds really shitty but i think that's part of it is that the the maps that they're gonna be releasing are free, right? So that they're kind of having to recoup some of that. Fucking cost Skylanders has a better value monsters. proposition than that. Mm. Well, I find that the um, you know dollar values and stuff that's that is an extremely American way of selling stuff. Mm. Like whenever we go to America, you flick on the television, you'll see just like reams, reams of adverts, text them saying, it's like, "Oh, you get this free if you order today." Yeah, it's a, you get it for X dollars. It's an you know an X dollar value. That's pretty much how it's how everything's you know sold out there in a lot of ways in infomercial certainly the whole infomercial thing as well when you're just like if, if, if you if you buy one shit thing we'll yeah. give you two yeah we'll give you more like, like five like, ten oh, fifteen just wow, buy one that's really selling the value of this product to me that you can't fucking wait to get them out of the warehouse yeah. <laughs> the irony of it all though is presumably they've announced all this stuff to encourage people to pre-order it pre-order it and get all this shit but what's actually done is put people off pre-ordering it yeah so, I think the numbers are going to be bad and it's a shame because like Steve and I have talked about this a couple of times now but there is a fun game underneath that if you get the Mm. right setup it it does something that no other FPS is really uh, tackling at least at that kind of budget and that's cool and that's exciting the the problem is I get the impression that for a lot of people it's going to be one of those games it's I'll get it when it's 20 quid. Yeah. But by that point, the game we did. They can't an afford online that game happen, like, can they? No. They really can't. That's why they're making such a, it, it, a drag. I think it will be Brink. I think it'll be Brink all over again. And brink all over. I, got, I, I, wonder, I don't want it to be because I love the idea and I yeah. like the fact they're trying something new. Yeah. In, but, in a market that it like, you know, that, or that genre in particular, there's not that much new yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah. It's an odd one. It's like they try to combine the sort of Dota vibe i guess mm. with a typical shooter and i don't know if it's really and and uh what's it uh, from gearbox is we haven't heard Battle anything of that. Uh, like maybe that's why but we just haven't heard anything since that initial kind of reveal no. and um preview event where they just talked about the single player why would you talk about or not single player the the, the co-op campaign stuff yeah. why would you talk about that and not the good luck with your player? moba yeah, yeah. feel yeah. really really bad about that award by the way why because <laughs> the, the game we <laughs> gave it to doesn't exist anymore. So what? So so we were right. We didn't there you go. Didn't. Next question. Yeah, well, that's so the difference actually, between you and I, Steve. So it's actually <laughs> just doubly funny now. <laughs> <laughs> especially especially uh, the, the poor poor woman you gave it to as well. Just, she wasn't even a developer. She, she had nothing the, to do a, with a PR the game. With, like, she clearly hated your guts uh, <laughs> and didn't want to be there. And but basically, they weren't of, actually at E three though, which says a lot, I guess, doesn't it? One of our colleagues was just like. Oh, can you deal with this fucking English twat? Yeah. <laughs> Look at his hair. And his fat mate with a camera. I remember filming you for the uh, the old Dar video. That was a good Filming time. the Fable interview. Yeah. And the guy <laughs> thought it was a legit interview <laughs> and he was putting so much... I felt so bad for him. Because okay, so you had no intention other than taking the piss. No, it, was, and, it wasn't and entirely there, there's that. A, there's a part of it where Jim walks past... And you're looking around because you looked around for ages, more so than what is what we put in the actual edit of yeah, the Because I couldn't see Jim, that's why. And the look on this guy's face is like, is he actually listening to anything I'm telling him? Okay, you know what? I, actually, I mean, the comedy value is incredible. I did, I did, chat, with, doing it I did like, chat with that team um, like quite a bit more later on at the show, but 
we we don't really do video interviews. We just needed a, a funny intro for the old video. God damn it, we're shit. We're horrible people. No, we're not. <laughs> Have you seen the fucking ridiculous shy that comes out like IGN and GameSpot US where their interviews are super happy? Like, so it sounds like a game. Ah, it's just like this game's piss. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> just say this game is piss. Just like I. I remember I did a I went to a Sony event recently and I saw Until Dawn and the the build that I saw was so confusing. I asked one of the developers, I said, what, is this a dream? Is this you know, not this interview, but is, <laughs> I said, is this part of the game a dream? And he said, No. I said, why does it make any sense? <laughs> Just this silence for a little while. Shit. <laughs> but I'm sorry, it, you can't Can I tell you as well that you were playing the order wrong. Oh yeah, like... they told me that I was playing the order wrong. Uh, in the stealth section so hideously bad that it made me almost leave the event. And that sounds like proper prima donna shit, but it was incredibly poor. Insta-death se- uh, stealth section with no real rules onto, you know... No, you're playing it wrong, see. birds. Playing it wrong. Uh, I was playing it wrong because at that point you had to sneak up on people and kill them with your bloody great knife. You know that silenced gun you've got on your back, can't use it. So yeah, I was playing it wrong. I was playing it wrong by playing it the only way you could play it. Right. That's the, that's the order in a nutshell. Good. That game's going to fucking bomb as well. It, mm, it's a weird time, isn't well, it? Like, it, might, it might do all right, but I think critically. Yeah, yeah. Critically, There's a difference there, isn't there? I was really looking for, well, not really looking forward to I don't really look forward to anything apart from my impending death. But, why, um, you, why can't you just... <laughs> come on, Steve. Just work with me here. Just some kind of positivity. The, you know, the order had <laughs> you know, elements that I was interested in. It, yeah? had, it yeah. had good moustaches. It had you know, a, a good setting. <laughs> I liked all of that. You know, Bratters, please, you thought the order 1886 took place in 1942. When you review, Listen, give it a separate score a, for the level of personal grooming. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, it's, I'm actually, what I'm going to do is, the it'll probably get like a, you know, whatever score it'll get. Maybe not that high. I can't, I can't judge it now. But it's definitely getting a 9 out of 10 in the main box for the moustaches. Mm. <laughs> I think we're going to start doing more of that. I think we're going to start doing more of the old Amiga Power where the text is completely <laughs> different to the score. <laughs> And just absolutely hammering games and then giving them nine and be like, sorry, the CMS error on it. What can I say? Can't change it now, you know. Oh. Metacritic. Me- just absolutely screwing <laughs> up Metacritic. Like 87 out of 100. It's just like... give, give a game a 10 and then in the Metacritic box, it's just absolutely hammered. <laughs> One of the worst games I've ever played. 10 out of 10. Oh, um, Jesus. So the order... I wanted that to. I wanted that to do well, but do you not think it will do? Like no, commercially, I'm talking. I think about commercially it'll do well. I think it'll do well. I, well. I don't think it'll do Pretty gangbusters. Shooter, isn't it? Good shoot. Uh, mm. I can see shooters. it now. Steampunk the PS4's right? Gears of War. You can see the trailers, can't you? Immediately for that. Yeah. Whereas Evolve, it's a little bit more. You can difficult. sell it. You can sell the order quite easily. That's. It is a hundred percent steampunk crisis. Like the, the only redeeming factor of the order is that it looks incredible mm. on a technical level mm. it doesn't even look nice like from what i've seen of it the art direction is boring horrible brown shit but on a technical level it looks really, oh, yeah, really not, good it's not a jaggy in sight yeah and it's on that side it's done a really incredible job but um but you know talking of commercial successes one of the games i thought would do really quite well soon it's dying light. But now I'm not so sure. Because Yeah, I thought that would just do really well just because, because it's the, Dead Island, right? Yeah. And that sort of did really well. And it's well, got, and it had it's word got of a mouth. Parkour. Like, exactly, yeah. 
But I don't know how the delay of the box release will affect that whole thing. It's, it's odd, one. isn't it? Yeah, it is very odd. Like, so they're staggering it now. So it's coming out digitally the day that it was supposed to come out on a box, in a box as well. But they now delayed the box release in Europe I keep being told for unknown reasons. That there are, like, uh, yeah, all, all I like, think about when I see that game is that it's Dead Island with parkour. But apparently it does some interesting stuff as well. Like the nighttime aspects of that game are supposed to be scary which isn't a word that you'd use to talk about with well, they dead tried island, to make really. dead islands nighttime bit scary i know as well, it doesn't work does it but apparently it, just the way the the creatures move and and the kind of sound design going on it is it, it works so i've been told i haven't uh, got to play it yet but oh, miller quite liked it didn't he when he yeah, saw it a, we expected him to go in there and give it a good pacing <laughs> as he did for like 90 percent of the things that he saw <laughs> including shadow of mordor which yeah. apparently <laughs> and, yeah, that one was all right <laughs> uh, well uh, not to that's not meant to throw miller under the bus apparently it had a very poor it didn't explain the nemesis yeah. i remember him coming out going it was like wwe steve people just, people kept, just kept on turning <laughs> up and i thought i'd killed them and i from this explanation which i saw a little bit of that trailer i was, I was like it's absolutely 100 percent on the money but, I don't but people need to go back and listen to that podcast where miller spends 10 minutes ripping into the <laughs> i think that was E3, into right? the one feature that everyone will later latch onto as yeah. an example of how brilliant it is but um again in, in terms if, of conveying if you just your... dropped into that game for five yeah. minutes yeah yeah, it, it yeah. Looks ridiculous. Uh, yeah when i when i've um like set with you as you're playing it without you having a personal attachment to the characters as well mm-hmm. it's very difficult to it get just looks a bit ridiculous the whole system yeah. talking of shit approaches to dlc like we were with evolve <laughs> and on nice Di- and on dying light as well have you seen this whole be the zombie thing which right. sounds like one of the more intriguing aspects of that game, right? Where you can actually—it's a bit like Evolve in that you are the zombie mm-hmm. and uh, you go around killing all the uh, in multiplayer or, um, yeah, I think it's a separate right, okay. mode. I don't think it... I feel like there's a, there's a there is a book coming here, but there we are. That mm-hmm. was it. Mm-hmm. Even though it's ready in time for launch, etc. Et et it's pre-order bonus. You can only get it at Amazon by spending about five pound more. It's like what? <laughs> Why not just put what is probably one of the most intriguing parts of your game in the main game? Yeah. No, no, man. That just strikes me as like something that publishers would have done like three years ago. Pre-order, and now yeah, everyone's yeah, complained yeah. since then, and it's no one's or, moved or on. retailer exclusives, even. They're yeah. just. Yeah. But there is another game I've been playing very okay. recently. Right. Last night, in fact. Mm-hmm. Saints Row 4 re elected. Not the DLC, mm-hmm. just the PS4 remaster. When. Jeff, when is the DLC within the game? Can you play that separately, or is it like... A well, on the PS4, it doesn't actually come on the disc right. on the PS4 version. I don't think it's the same as the Xbox One version, but the DLC is actually a code. So it's two separate games. Okay, okay. So you load them up separately so from, the, from the PS4. So you just seeing what the HD menu. stuff is Yeah, and, and it's, not, it's not a particularly great port. When you look back on what were good and bad remasters, I'd say this was somewhere sort of down the middle, really. It's not, it's, it runs all right. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's as bad as Sleeping Dogs. No, it runs better than Sleeping Dogs. Um, uh, yeah, Sleeping I, Dogs Remaster is so bad. Sorry, Chris, to butt in there. But uh, when I went into a video game shop that may or may not be around here the other day, uh, I was talking to the, because uh, I know the guy who runs it, I was talking to the guy about playing Resident Evil HD Remaster. And he was like, oh, I'm not sure. And I was like, it's pretty good. And he, the first thing he said was, is it better than Sleeping Dogs? And I was like, Exactly. Sleeping Dogs is the touchstone yeah. of shit HD remasters. Yeah, I mean, the problem, the problem with the Saints Row 4 remaster is the fact that Saints Row 4 wasn't a very good-looking game in the first no, place. It, it was a little bit ugly. Mm. Um, so, I mean, it's still got that element to it. And it's just the fluctuating frame rate that's the biggest problem. It can hit 60 frames 
when it wants to, but it also sort of tends to hover around 30 frames. So there's this back and forth that is a little bit annoying, but it it hasn't annoyed me as much as I thought it would. If you were to tell me that, it hasn't put me off it as much as I expected. Yeah, exactly. Um, But no, I went back to it last night thinking I'll play it for an hour so we can talk about it on the podcast because Tom reviewed it. I thought we'd be be talking here with Tom. Um, But I got stuck into about three hours. I got addicted to it all over again. It's still the best crackdown since crackdown. All that bloody. Why didn't Why didn't the original review say that? I mean, I've not played Saints Row Four. Yeah, you've got. All, I can't remember what they call them, but they're like these little shards that you have to go. Why around didn't and you tell me about these and things? And you level, you level yourself up. You upgrade new things. It's amazing. Oh, man. Dave, you're doing all the reviews from now on. <laughs> all of them. Good. Yeah, uh, I just I just don't know that I'm that I'm that fussed about a HD remaster of that particular game. The, the DLC sounds fun. Um, from what does I've it? You seen. see, from what Tom was telling me, it sounded like a bunch of sort of side missions thrown together. You have to fill up a meter, don't you? Yeah, and it, it doesn't really. From what he was telling me, I haven't ah, seen okay. it to be fair, but it doesn't sound like it would interest me as much as the main game would. But mm. I don't know. I'd like to give it a go. It's a shame that they haven't put it on the. It's a separate download. I mean, that's going to affect the resale value of that game. I imagine quite a lot. Yeah. But yeah, cool. so. If you didn't play Saints Row 4, give it a go. Sure. Give it a go. Why not? But it's one of those, maybe pick it up when it's a bit yeah. cheap. Because you get Saints Row 4 so cheap now. Like PC, can it's about the, four quid. The DLC, if it's separate, you it's can't buy it on its own. It's standalone, yeah. You can purchase it on its own. Off yeah. The, oh, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Which I guess is why they've done it the way they yeah. have with the code. So, mm. so yeah. Well, yeah. I played Resident Evil, didn't I? And I liked Talking it. of HDB masters that I liked it. be all right. Mm. Yep. Yeah. There you go. Good. good. I mean, you've been—it's—it's it's difficult for you, isn't it? Because you've been—you've been talking about this game really for the last like two years that I've years. known you. Yeah, so, it's because it's mean, my favourite game. You've said all the things about Resident Evil. Yeah, just are you to... not bored of talking about Resident Evil? No, like, I'm really like that video. Why do you get did... bored of talking about Resident Evil, the me greatest and... game of all time? Me and Brad did a video it's not, for Drive Club. Really Tetris is the greatest game of all time, we, we boys. Did, we did a video for Drive Club the other day for the Japan tracks, and I was worried that I sounded so bored because all I've been talking about for the last six months seems to have been Drive Club, yep. and I really don't want to talk about it ever again. I was worried if that was the same. No, because I just love it. I just split over a period of ten years with you, or twenty years even. Yeah, I just yeah. love it. There's just there's no getting away from the fact that it's amazing. And uh, the HD remaster is actually pretty good. I heard it had weak game design. So yeah, you've got. Don't ask not to get him started on this. Come on. Come I read on. that you though. Can't, don't stop it. Well, you know, you ev- know what you're doing here. Everyone has opinions, and I happen to respect the man that wrote that opinion, even if I disagree with it very much, <laughs> violently. <laughs> good. Right. Fair enough. So, you know, one, you know, yeah, yeah. One thing I didn't really like about Resident Evil HD remaster was that. So we, uh, I played through the preview build uh, as Jill, and because uh, you could complete it, and they were like, "Oh, you can't review it because it's exactly the same." Essentially, sometimes the characters have green ears, which is where the new lighting effects were meant to hit the character models. Mm-hmm. That is so far pretty much the only difference I could find. Really? Uh, so I, I jacked the game onto like easy mode when the review build came in to just run through and see how the environments that they said maybe hadn't been finished, or you know where the elements with the green ears and stuff and the lighting effects. All pretty much the same. When you save the game, if you save it as Jill, and I haven't tested this with Chris, but if you save it with Jill on easy mode, the, the lettering is like purple, but very close to pink, as if to say, oh, you girl, you you're playing you it on easy. this game, really? girl. And it's like, uh, eh, you know, mm. really? Mm. Mm. You sure that's not just you seeing things that aren't there? Like it's all a dream. It, you know, it could be. But yeah, it, it, just, it, it just, I mean, we, afterwards, what we'll do is we'll go and have a look right. and then we'll, we'll see what we think. Okay. But uh, yeah. And then there's been idiots <laughs> running around, fucking playing it with that new control scheme. 
What's the point? You just skate around. You can move too quickly. You don't well, have to en- engage with any of the enemies. You see, but the tank controls, Burns, they're what kind of put me off, Resi. Okay. All of these things where you're like, I can't believe people who suggest that they do this for a remaster, I'm that guy. I know, but Dave, you are quite an intelligent man. Infinite even, saves. Even, it, even if you try and say that you're not, right, you're hiding behind this fucking dumbass exterior. <laughs> but I know you're a smart man. You know, Dave, that if you press up, on the analog stick, your character will move forward. That's you know that's the only rule, really. I know, but by today's standards, it does feel a bit dated, doesn't it? But the problem is, is that but it, it's not supposed. Uh, but it when is you a change, remaster, isn't it? Of a, have you, have you been game. watching any? Of it's the a streams? remaster rather than a remake. Yeah. yeah so, but Dave, have you been watching any streams? So I popped on to watch some streams. Oh yeah. Oh god, you're catching up. With, I am. And with uh, the world. some of these streams, <laughs> and uh, the, the people playing uh, playing them all had the new controls on. The thing is, is that those controls are relative to where the camera is now. So up isn't always forward. So when you'd, you'd have moments where the angle would change and they'd still be pressing in a direction which now was the opposite of where they were actually meant to be heading. Right. Then they'd be going back the other way. Oh, that then, is shy. So the, there's a reason why tank controls exist. They're not perfect, but for the fixed camera angles, they, they do the job admirably. What if they remade it in the style of Resi 456? Well, they kind of did with was there was a level Lost in, in Nightmares. I yeah, think it was, was that called. five? That was, that was DLC? five's DLC, which was actually pretty good. And you could play it in, you could play that in fixed camera angles, or you could play it. Could you? Yeah, I didn't you, know that. You could hit uh, select, I think, or back or whatever, and it would change it to fixed camera angles, or you could play it in um, or more static. They would, they would move, but mm. it, you know, wouldn't be behind the, the Over character. shoulder. Yeah, so I thought that was pretty cool. I so you were it. you would. Because that strikes me as the sort of thing where you go mad. Like, oh, how dare they change a classic, update it with this modern shit. Oh, what, if but they changed... Resident if they Evil? made Resident Evil 1, exactly. Oof. I'm sorry, God. Burns. Oof. They made the original Resident Evil. That's better. Yeah, we are. But in the style of Resident Evil. Exactly the same. It's like the same plot, you know, elements, mechanics, whatever. Well, not mechanics, obviously, but you know what I'm trying to get mm. out here. I think, it would, I think it would lose a lot of the, of the atmosphere of the original uh, and the character of the original game because those environments have had to be drawn to convey a certain meaning as you know it's a horror game you know in terms of the framing a lot of classic horror has influenced it mm. so when the backgrounds have been drawn and when you know when the lightning flashes in and your character's at a certain place where you can only see a certain bit down the you know a hallway that's all very deliberate so i think it would lose some of that however having played lost in nightmares which essentially is the spencer mansion but from behind the character didn't think it was that bad mm. so you know i wouldn't go totally mad i'd go a little bit mad like i don't know maybe like a three or a four mad mm-hmm. you know up into the average madness do you know what i want them to remake dino crisis well two. That, that that would be good yeah wasn't thinking of that Unimusha? manhunt manhunt i don't think it could work i think the abstraction the kind of abstraction of those characters of that like not cell shaded but that comic book look that early gta engine games had mm. so if it was super realistic i'm not sure it would work you don't think no i that, i presume that's why they made manhunt 2 for the wii and ps2 rather than the ps3 and xbox 360 which were out at the time you think it gets too cl- too real or like what yeah i mean manhunt was was well on the cusp i mm. think There's, there were certain moves in manhunt that i stopped using there's one where you can uh, for anyone that's not played it you sneak up you know you're in the running man essentially and you sneak up behind people because uh, you're useless with your fists, really. And you've got to take them out with like plastic bags and you know whatever implements you can find. There's one where 
if you hold down the button when you sneak up behind someone, your reticle changes to like different colours for the level of kill you get. And one of them with the, the most severe one with a uh, shard of glasses, and you stab them in the back, and as they arch back over, you stab them in both eyes. I remember thinking... It is grim. There were a lot of people listening. They're too young to even have ever played. I I never played that. But Manhunt, this is where the sequel really fucked it up. Manhunt 2 is terrible. Where the original really nailed it was because you are trapped in this, in the game, essentially, and everyone else is out to kill you, yes, but you can only get through the level. You can only be allowed out of the stage once you've completed a certain amount of of kills mm-hmm. so the director yeah you've been directed so you feel unwilling like, yeah, and to an extent it, it, it kind of goes it deliberately goes against what games have, games where you kill had always been about where it's about getting a high score so from Space Invaders it's about getting a score right and being top of the leaderboards for killing whereas in this you have to make a judgement call based on your own morality really whether you're happy to accept a higher score for the acts which you do now, there's none of that in Manhunt 2. So it's actually quite clever, Manhunt. I think a lot of people got it wrong when it came out. I, mean, I know a lot of people got it fucking miles wrong. They're like, three out of ten, it's just violence for violence's sake. But mm. it isn't really. And I was so happy about halfway through the game, you get a gun. I was like, it does completely change it. I'm so happy yeah. that I don't have to fucking strangle anyone you anymore. Can kill people cleanly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's God. not even what? cleanly, their heads explode. Okay, but it's yeah, just. So, but I think it would lose a bit of the. Because it is a bit. It's not abstract, but it's got a very surrealist quality, Manhunt. Yeah. And I think it would it would lose that if it was too realistic. You mean mm-hmm. gone, I think like full I, Oculus Rift and like... It would be banned as well. Like, the the kind of, the eye gore and the, it's, the chopping mean, people in the fucking kidneys. And it's just crazy. Th- this conversation's been going on since, like, like, the early GTAs, right? But this is, it feels like we're actually at a time where that is a proper conversation that needs to be had. Like, getting too real and making that stuff feel a little bit too close yeah yeah like we, we talked about this quite a lot with uh gta the new version of gta 5 which is brilliant but the first person parts of that game can feel make you feel strange like, yeah and a, and a, so a new manhunt built for this generation and not just kind of ported or you know really mm. a lot of work went into gta 5 new gen whatever but i mean i felt really weird shooting mm. people in first person and i've you know, and that wouldn't have the graphical fidelity really of a new manhunt with another two years into this gen. And I've just, I'm not sure I'd play he, he it. Could I'd be like, mm. Yeah, I think you need a barrier between the, I mean, if they remade it and they really dialed up the morality aspect of it, it could be very interesting. Yeah. How I far think, will you go? Yeah, yeah, that is an interesting horror game then, isn't it? What would you do to, to get, I mean, that, um, that's mega beam. Almost if they made it like a sort of revenge game, like a sort of revenge movie type thing where it's like, how far would you go to save? Like Man on Fire. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, but I, I think know. I think with with those with, with but that, that, I think that gives you maybe an easy yeah, answer. That, whereas when you're trapped in this and it's literally your life and what right yeah what, what you'll do to save yourself. Also, like Manhunt, the, as you play as a guy called uh, James Old Cash, who's been executed it's, again. It's like the Running Man; he's been executed by the state for a crime that he claims that he did not commit, but right. it's quite ambiguous as to whether he actually did it or not. And he is quite good at killing people, mm. and yet he maintains his innocence. So you have this, these weird themes, and there's also themes of race and uh, kind of white supremacy and you know, uh, wealth 
you know, just uh, like I was saying about Resident Evil to Jim yesterday, wealth hiding this horrible underbelly of seediness and what have you. That, so, that morality, morality element of it actually makes that game sound way more interesting than I ever realised it was. I, I, I just thought it was it. a Man violent... Man to have any of that. Wasn't it just you no. play as someone in a psychiatric ward? And... Yeah. Go nuts. Yeah. Manhunt 2 has, has one very good... I only good played about an hour of Manhunt 2 and I can't really remember it all that well. But... See, I got it on the... Because uh, I really love the original Manhunt for, you know, for everything that it... You know, what it's saying, essentially. And so when Manhunt 2 got banned, I was a little bit mad, but I was really worried about how it was looking. So I managed to get that beta version that was leaked and uh, I played it on like a chip PS2. And... Oh, the naughty, naughty birds. No, no. But so I'm playing it and I'm like, okay. And it has a level that's a bit like hostel where you're in a club mm. and then people have got have been taken from the club into the back rooms and they're being tortured. And you can decide whether to save them or what have you. That's the only moment really of the game which has anything like it's that. The rest of it's just like shooting people's heads off and mm. sawing heads off with fucking chicken wire and or whatever. You know, It's just stupid. Mm. It's just a very poor sequel. Right, fair enough. So, should we go back and play it? Should we yeah, do a stream? Yeah, I, I get you're interested you know, in it. I am a little bit. Like, so at the moment, we've kind of got this um, this conversation that keeps cropping up with with hatred, right? Yeah. And, and whether or not that's just whether mm. or not going that violent and that real is is worthy of games or whatever. I think that what we've just been talking about is the difference. Having some kind of morality, some kind of question that you have to ask yourself whilst you're doing these really brutal things, mm. that would make a game interesting to me. Without it, it's. I, I'm well, not, the whole, I'm you, not first at all. It's the you know, it's played for laughs in in the Running Man. You know, when he fucking at one point he takes a chainsaw and chainsaws a man in half from his dick upwards, and then runs off in his yellow jumpsuit. You know, uh, oh, we had to split or something like that. And you know, it's just uh, I'm okay with that as well. I think that well, yeah, that's yeah, a different but thing, that's, that's absolutely fine. But when you think about the actual level of barbarity in yeah. in the Running Man, it's pretty bad. Like, but you are so but. It's like this thing where they are bad people, so you're like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, I think you know, Manhunt is completely different. You're all bad people, and you've got to kind of work out where you stand on this. And the thing with hatred is that I think the stance of the developer is so antagonistic yeah. that that has, that has got a lot of people. I mean, it's, it's, violence is... It's all about violence. The thing is that a lot of games where you can do that to civilians, it seems almost secondary. Like GTA, you can go on a rampage. The game doesn't force you to go on a rampage. Postal, even that's that was Postal's big gal, wasn't it? Was mm. you can just go to the shops, and that thing where everyone goes Postal and Postal is when you're in the uh, you're in the supermarket, and you're trying to buy the milk. The mission objective is just like buy milk. And it just takes ages and ages and shit keeps on going down until you have those feelings that you do in reality. We're like, I'm going to fucking kill everyone in there. And then, because it's a video... Only you have those feelings, man. Oh, come on now. (laughs) And then, because it's a video game, you just think, all right, well, let's see what happens, Mm. you know. Whereas I think everything I've seen of Hatred just seems geared up to antagonise. I mean, it's it's worked perfectly for them, though. Well, it has worked. They've just done it to get the headlines that we've given them. That that kind of that moment, I think it's going to be that the you know the, the moment most people remember of hatred is where the the killer grabs a civilian, puts a gun in her mouth, I think it yeah. just pulls the trigger, and you're like, you know, that's really bad. But it's the, it's all in the presentation. And hatred might be just pushing it 
to the upper limits of what people what it is mm. people are willing to accept but I mean I think I've done a lot worse in a lot of other blimey there are video games where I've destroyed entire nations with nuclear weapons <laughs> I've played Defcon where I've hit New York and it says New York hit 6.4 million dead and I've gone yes get in I've killed women children I... babies dogs <laughs> uh, iguanas men I've killed everything and liked it you know I... but yeah. and then I've played Defcon Defcon's a great game. Defcon. Oh, that's a game about a chilling morality. The atmosphere like, of that game oh, is amazing. Oh, I, oh, I, oh. So I've actually been playing a game this week that has some some weird uh, questions that you have to ask yourself about what you'll do to save the world. Um, it's Massive Chalice from Double Fine. What? It's Massive Chalice? Yeah. Have you heard of this again? I thought you said chairless to begin with. <laughs> no, unfortunately not. It, it's... The massive chalice talks to you and is actually your advisor. You're, you're advised by a, a talking goblet. It's, okay. okay. Is this a breakdown? That's the double fine bit of it, really. They had to do something a little bit quirky to, mm, to mm-hmm. kind of fit in with that. And it's got a, a, a pleasing presentation, I guess, which you associate with those guys. Um, but the actual game itself, the turn-based strategy stuff, is very average. It, the, there are games that do it much better. And it, because it's so early, the kind of range of enemies that you fight and whatever isn't that extensive, at least to begin with. The interesting part of the game is that you're you're told right from the beginning that your 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 chalice, your advisor, is like powering up to um, to defeat this kind of evil force that's coming in on your small kingdom. But it's going to take three hundred years, and your heroes that that fight for you and defend each of your areas, obviously they're to an extent normal human beings, so they're not going to survive for three hundred years. And it becomes this thing that to you've got to play the long game and get to that end stage. And to do that, you need to continue the bloodlines of these heroes. Think sort of like Rogue Legacy, so the traits... I'm thinking Infinity Blade in my head. I don't know why. However, to do that, you have to force them into these loveless marriages. Like, you, you, to continue the bloodlines, you need to literally tell your heroes that have been... All marriages are loveless. I don't understand the problem. And you're like, <laughs> go and have some babies right now. And it, it, it kind of... Um, kind of tries to avoid that point by being like i mean there's a chance that these people will will find happiness and you know don't just think about it as a spreadsheet this isn't think about the long game think about the long game but you are you you look at them and you you look at their fertility and you're like oh you've got a good chance of having some kids you'll it's come on off the battlefield all the games that you seem to have been playing are all about fertility that's crusader kings 2 as well yeah, yeah. but it, it, are you all right and that, that are you feeling lonely that game is actually Brat's feeling broody a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> no because it's a really horrible way of doing it because you're like oh this uh this character has asthma i don't really fancy i don't think oh god i've just thought about what i've been doing there. i'm like you know what this human trait isn't worthy of my Eugenics. kingdom oh you're that terrible is, that is the interesting part of the game though as terrible as that sounds because to, to what wait, have you become to get to the I know I've just kind of had a little moment there where I realised that, that it's, the, it's the fact that I looked at asthma as a trait that human beings shouldn't have in this world because they, they they don't fight as well like, imagine it. Tinder for saddles where it, like, it, it turned into the, you know, the pursuit for potential sexual partners as fucking it's like an RPG set sheet fertility 71 you know, <laughs> oh she'll do but that's that's kind of what, as asthma ooh. that's kind of what this becomes like none of the heroes are ever perfect so you're always having to kind of weigh things up like you'll have a stat sheet isn't normal up use but you've also got these traits and that's they've definitely nabbed that from a rogue legacy which has these kind of interesting characteristics for each hero that change how they work um but you to have to personally say right you two you stop fighting now you're going to go and live in this keep that i've just built and have loads of kids that's literally your job until you die i would rather die on the battlefield 
to fight for me. But you, you can't. So, and it's it's a weird thing because you you as with um, there's obviously been inspiration from a bunch of stuff. But kind of as with XCOM, where you get attached to these characters that you've used and have survived multiple battles. Permadeath. If you if they die in a combat, they'll be dead. If so, if you've had someone that survived for maybe four or five missions and done really well for you. And as kids... You, well, no, you, you want to keep using them in, in the fights because they've been such a useful part and they'll have leveled up and they have all these abilities. But you're like, you're 45 now. I mean, how long can we keep doing this? Are you going to be past fertility age soon? No, off, men, men can go forever. Off to have some kids. Just ask Des O'Connor. I'm not asking Des O'Connor anything about my <laughs> Des uh, strategic... Des O'Connor's like, what, 75 years old or oh, something geez. and he's got like a two-year-old kid. Does he really? Yeah, fuck. He's not fucking around. Well, I mean, well, he, he is. is fucking around a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, interesting game with a, a, that makes you feel a little bit strange when you actually start thinking That's about what you're That's interesting. That is an yeah. interesting game. And it's the you know how I feel about children, game. so... I, mean, I, would I would love never, to see yeah. you playing this, Burns. I'd never play it. I'd just be like, well, let the kingdom fucking burn. <laughs> What's the point? <laughs> like, there, really, there really doesn't seem to be much to the kingdom other than trying to survive the incoming apocalypse. Like, the... I don't really know what I'm saving. Why don't they just work on, like, science? Yeah. Instead of just working on pumping out fucking okay. needless sequels, just be like, right, let's, let's do some science stuff. So there is a part of let's that as well. make a bomb. You, yeah. um, to, to, you, you, you do have a kind of research tree as you go along, and you've obviously only got a limited amount of time to, to research stuff before the final battle. So you have, um, like, I think it's called a Sage Rights Guild, which is where you send your... You'll take certain heroes and tell them, go and research stuff now. And that then becomes their full-time thing, and they can never fight for you again. And they can't have kids as well. It's a really brutal world. It's like, oh, you're interested in Yeah, but in the past was brutal, science. Chris. When you think about it, when you read you know, about like, historical figures and how they clung to power, mm-hmm. oh, oh, nasty business. Yeah. Great times, great and, times. But, but, but you, you can't, it puts you in that mindset. It forces you to think a little bit like that, and that's, like a that's cool. I think Burns has asked the right question there. Is that a society worth saving? Exactly. I'm not sure it is. This one isn't very isn't a society worth saving. No. I don't think so. I mean, look at the Marvel Cinematic Universe. People are actually excited about <laughs> that. You know, it's just like really. I'm excited about. It. Really? I'm excited about the DC Television Universe as well. So I don't know why. I don't think I'm excited so about anything. So fuck me, this year. right? <laughs> I'm excited about the Champions League final. Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> See right now, I'm I'm, think, I'm looking at your traits right now, and I'm thinking, is this someone that I want to? I'm excited about continue onwards. No, I think you're going to the Sage Rights Guild, mate. Are you going to start looking at people and like trying to decide them? <laughs> you've them? had you've had three kids. You're right up there, mate. I'm I'm you're f- fertile. Please don't discuss my fertility. And I <laughs> on the podcast. I'm, look, I'm looking forward to this. It's just weird. You've got a strong bloodline. I can work with that. That's great. Well. Dave, mm. uh, we'll see. We'll what see. do you mean? Dave will have a kiss soon, won't you, Dave? You're going to have to have one. I don't know. How do I get tested? <laughs> You're on top. How do, I, how do I find out how fertile I am? Dave, you, well... <laughs> there I mean, is one... There's, a, there's a very natural test. <laughs> oh, God. But, Dave, you're on lockdown now. What? You've got to have a kid. You've, you've signed a contract. <laughs> yeah. Do I need to go and... Uh, what, what are those little scientific pots that they have... Uh... Test tubes? No, no, no. Like a test tube, but round. A flask. Well, a like yakel. Or... No, no, no. <laughs> you know, the, a like petri a Petri dish. dish. Yeah. Do I need to go and... Dave, you don't... Do my business a, on a Petri a pe- dish. Into a Petri dish. I mean, that's just silly. And then they count it. <laughs> they count it. <laughs> you know that facade that you were talking about earlier? This, this, no, it's back this, again. Yeah. Dumb and dumb three. Scammer, I, I think you know how sex works just and how lots children of zinc. are made. No, I'm saying for the scientists to find out. It, what, it, oh, I with, want with, scientific within my, evidence. Within my kingdom, are we talking about where I'm... No, in real just, life. Okay. Well, 
this is a conversation you need to have with maybe someone else that with your GP games podcast. It's really weird some of the conditions that can make you less fertile. There was one condition I read about. Basically, some people um, uh, can't. Uh, basically, their sperm don't have tails. Mm. So, <laughs> so they can't swim anywhere. So they just they just sort of roll about. <laughs> like I, when I when That's I when I read about it, I'm using image. When I it read about be. that, I always imagine just like I, I, I don't know. Like it's like pour, it must be like pouring Rice Krispies into a bowl. Like they just oh my god! Out. Wait! <laughs> oh my! So many people are offended right now. <laughs> <laughs> Some of this ideation is just <laughs> insane. Anyway, Wait, now, okay. no one will be able to eat Rice Krispies again. Um, yeah, that well, is... Brett was going mad about his crunchy nut the other day, wasn't he? It was either that or sugar puffs. Couldn't believe that nuts in his crunchy nut. He couldn't believe they weren't. He was mourning about nuts in his fucking crunchy and he was nut saying about It was the most savoury cereal he'd ever eaten. Yeah. It's the sweetest thing that exists. Fuck's sake. He wanted, he said he wanted Cocoa Pops or Lucky Charms. He's it, very it's, upset. It's second only, like, uh, apart from your Lucky Charms and your, you know, your, your, your really sugary stuff. Your diabetes breakfast. It's, it's second mm. only to Frosties on the sugar scale crunchy yeah. cornflakes, right? But he was just like, nah, too sweet, it's mate. Crazy. Same thing, really. <laughs> <laughs> it's too, too savoury, mate. Like, like, are you eating them with fucking Worcester sauce? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Brett well, I mean, he might, he, he might be doing that. He is an idiot. <laughs> Back to the fertility, though. I've often wondered <laughs> about putting a mobile phone in my pocket. Is yeah. that all right? I think so. I did it for years. Nukes, yeah, nukes not... your balls. Well, there, there we go. Yeah. Strength nukes your fucking... balls. That's what I heard on, on science. <laughs> well, that's, on that's, that's on what Twitter I'm science. Yeah. yeah, I don't want nuclear balls. No. <laughs> no. It'd be like a shit superhero. <laughs> that would be a DC superhero. Yeah, Irradiated balls, man. <laughs> What's his superpower? I don't know. He's just sort of in pain. <laughs> Constantly in pain. There you go. There you go. Excellent. Video games. Um, did anyone have anything? Oh, actually, we're, ooh, we've been recording for quite a while. Shall I move on to some questions? Uh, uh, sorry, I, haven't, I haven't missed anyone's... You haven't asked what Jim was chatting. playing, but... Well, he, he's, he's upset with Assassin's Creed. Let's no, no, I've, I've already done a big, big video about Dead Kings and basically I make the argument as a massive mass, uh, Assassin's Creed fan that and massive fan that that it's sort of getting to the point where even people who absolutely adore it, like me, mm-hmm. are kind of thinking, "Gonna just fucking stop." Yeah. I reached this point with Star Trek recently as well, and uh, God, this must be a traumatic time for it you. It's a very traumatic time. You're like Sorry Bruce Wayne at the we moment. We said this the other day, though. Like, victory will come along, and you'll be like, "Oh, victory is amazing, best Assassin's Creed." Yeah, and then it'll come out, and everyone will hate it, and I'll look like a twat again. <laughs> 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 no, I mean genuinely, I stand by the score I gave you and what I said about it. I didn't have as bad a time the with glitches and bugs as everyone else did. Mm-hmm. Etc. I don't think that running at you know thirty frames is is fucking devastating or well, sub, sub thirty, 30. sub thirty. Dog shit, mate. Dog that. Dog shit, Dog mate. Shit. But I don't know. Dead Kings really felt like what I kept thinking when I played Dead Kings is basically at some point this was going to be charged for. Like this was going to be like a t- yeah. it would have been at least a tenner probably, mm. and I. It's it's terrible. Like it it, <laughs> it doesn't have anything 
because Unity had lots of redeemable qualities despite being despite having loads of problems, and that's why ultimately I gave it a good score because I thought they were redeeming qualities. I thought it, they did a good job on a lot. It just feels it. like it, it. feels like it's more of Unity rather than it, it, new it, bit new yeah, ideas. It's this new area and stuff, but it's it's the exact same stuff as Unity in a setting that is horrible, and all the sort of signature features of the DLC are. Yeah, you, you you've got these catacombs where you have to find an artifact, and you keep having to go down into these catacombs. But they're catacombs, so they're so you go to this shitty fog laden town that's horrible and covered in turds. Paris, <laughs> where the sun never comes up, like Hull, and um, and and so and concerned. the signature feature of this yeah. area is that you can go underneath it, where it's just. I mean, as underground is anywhere, mm. just shitter and dirtier than the surface. So there's nothing appealing about where you are. Like it's just it's, and, and it, that's not necessarily a bad thing because I mean, you know, the Dark Souls has plenty of horrible areas. I mean, lo- lots of brilliant games have really desolate settings and whatever. Right, that's fine, but it's that combined with the fact that a lot of what what was redeeming about Unity for me was just how brilliant. Uh, the artistry was in that version of Paris, yeah. um, and and th- th- that was a, a really big part of the appeal. So when you take that out, it kind of just it, it it really magnifies Unity's issues, really. Mm. So it was kind of like a reminder. By the way, here's this extra bonus chapter. This is this is an epilogue, um, and it's going to remind you of everything terrible that Unity did. Um, so. Mm. It's the worst way to 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 sort of say bye bye to that game. Well, um, I just can't. I just can't get on board with Assassin's Creed Unity being called Unity. Sounds like a fucking code name. Every time I think about it, I'm like, is it actually called Unity? Mm. Next one's Victory, right? It it's about like anything, but as well, like it's. Hey, well, 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 we well we thought it was going to be a game where like, the co-op was like center stage and having these multiple assassins <laughs> was the game, but. That, no, that, that that's a side, a very that's a side site, thing that yeah. I don't I don't know how many people are bothering with. It's like the marketing team sat there and go, "We need to push the fact it has co-op." Yeah, let's just call it this, please, and they've yeah. just gone with it. Well, shite. And the thing about victory as well is it. I mean, that's essentially a pun, right? You know, mm-hmm. that's rubbish. But I don't. Know, I'm I'm hoping that they do. I'm hoping that vic, that victory does well. Learns I'm hoping, from I'm hoping it learns from Unity. Yeah. But they have such they have such sort of long and overlapping dev cycles that well, it's a new team now, isn't it? Does it this one's a new team. But yeah, but Victory surely Victory's so far along that it's not it, it can't learn anything from Unity because Oh right, I see you what you're saying. Yeah. So I mean I mean anything it could possibly learn from Unity, it's it, it, you're gonna have to wait until the game after Victory for any of that mm. to kind of be visible, mm. right? Mm. Because they've probably been developing Victory for what three years by this point, probably. Yeah. So you saying they're going to make another Assassin's Creed game after this one? That after is, after that Victory, that's crazy not. talk. I hope not. They can fuck off, mate. I'm done with it. Wonder if they'll start pushing Far Cry more. Far Cry sold more this year. Far than Far Cry Assassin's was, was good. UK, that's why. Yeah. There you go. Questions. All right. Cool. Go. Peter Canning. Hello. Asks this one's for you actually, Steve. <laughs> Says smoke British asshole. At the Steve Bernio, famously hates games journalist. Has yes, I'm aware him? that I am one. That's how I know he they're all is. fucking cunts. Next, whoa, wow, blimey! I, I actually identify as a games journalist. So, um, uh, you're a critic or a blogger, a vi- a video producer, video producer. What's also the question? Cunts. YouTuber. Uh, was, he's already answered it. He's really done. I'd seen this one. Yeah, oh. I'd seen this one earlier. All oh, right. 
like all good chat shows, mm-hmm. I'm aware of the questions before. I um, don't know what the question was. I missed it. The question was, am I aware that I'm a game show? Oh, are you aware you are hates. one? Right, yes, okay. Uh, okay, Amelia asks, what are your guesses, realistic or otherwise, for what Club Nintendo will be replaced by? Well, I don't even, I, I'm not even that familiar with Club Nintendo anyway. It sounds like the last few months of it... Club Nintendo was a system where you got a code. Eh? The last few months hasn't been that exciting in terms of what it offers. Hasn't been exciting for years. You got a code, registration code in the box of every game and hardware. You registered it on Club Nintendo and you could then then redeem uh, stars, which you could then redeem towards bonus. I bet you've got loads of stars, haven't you? I got a fair amount of stars. (laughs) The problem is, though, they they never updated the catalogue, but the stars expired after a certain amount of time. And they never warned you unless you went, logged into your Club Nintendo account and went into your account bit and said, you, these stars are expiring at the end of the right, month. It's not... They didn't send you an email that said, you ought to spend these quick. Yeah. And I lost thousands of stars for that. Like, well, what's the point? Sounds like this? another shite Nintendo attempt at doing the internet. Well, what was the best thing you ever got from Club Nintendo? <laughs> it's like um, shit nectar points, basically. <laughs> <laughs> I got this cool little, it's like a Super Mario Brothers... Uh, figure but it's all of it's like bowser and peach and mario and luigi and all that on this single thing and burns is shaking his head like what the hell is that but it's a nice little collectible thing yeah yeah I, I only ever had enough for um i think it was uh, like like notebooks with a with a line drawing the notepads were peach giant. And toad and whatever yeah. on them and i how, think how many how, like, how, what did you have to do to earn that then Is that how many games we're talking what what how 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 many stars would that be? For an, oh, I, th- I mean, nice this, is a, this is after buying a, a, a 3DS XL. Fuck, you would have thought that would And about 15 games. What? So, I think I had, like, uh, the last time I looked, I had... Wasn't there a Game & Watch collection for the DS? That you could, that you I think there was, there? yeah. I think I had just enough points for that. But then I'm like... Well, that that's shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anything decent would require like you know you'd have to buy the entire fucking catalog for the Wii U or something before actually no that's probably you have to buy the entire catalog for a console that's got games um, for uh, you know. Uh, to, to get anything decent. That sounds like piss. The thing is, Club Nintendo was different to the Nintendo Network, even though you could link the two up. Mm. I imagine they're just going to unify it. That's all under your Nintendo Network ID. Sorry, I just want to apologise to, to, to fans of the Wii U yep. for what I just said. Yeah. I, I, did, I didn't I, think you meant... It, it sounded like you meant it doesn't have good games on it, but you meant that it just doesn't have a, a huge... I was, just, I was just taking the piss. Okay. It's not true. There's lots of very good games on the Wii U. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't know how it would differ, though. Why if they go down a premium route? 40 quid a year. What, like a loot crate thing? No, like Xbox Live and PSN. <laughs> oh. I can't see how they would or what. what, what, they, what I don't, but they don't, I don't know that they've got the, the online support to justify that. No, exactly. That have, you seen, have you seen that loot crate shit? Yeah, I don't really get the appeal. Of, well, what is it? Tell hey, me. Any com- basically, you pay this company a certain amount of money per $15 month. $15 a month. $15 I think, I think. a month. And every month they send you... A loot crate. Well... There's this little box. Yeah. And it'll have a selection of... Nerdy items. N- yeah, I was going to say, I, yeah. I don't like to use this word, but a selection of uh, geeky accoutrements. <laughs> you, know, you might have a well, little Jim. sort of you, wow. <laughs> you might have a little sort of you know uh, Star Lord or, or Groot from Guardians of the Galaxy, a bobblehead, and perhaps an issue of a comic and a poster of fucking the Punisher or some yeah. nonsense. Um, and it, so basically, they send you 
an assortment of shit that you don't know what you're getting until yes. you get it. Well, Jim, uh, um, fortunately for, for myself, I read about this in uh, Bloomberg Business Week last week. <laughs> about how This these... is why people <laughs> say these things. <laughs> there, was an, there was a feature on, uh, on Loot Crate and its ilk. Yeah. And uh, I think they were saying one of the original ones was you know, something for like, um, uh, was it? Like makeup or something, and so you got like a, a you know a care package that you paid for, sure. and about how this market was expanding and how people were just like totally addicted to the tap, absolutely mm. addicted for like the fifteen dollar. They were talking about how much you it was paying. It's quite interesting, really. But uh, yeah, I'm not surprised there's one for uh, so-called geek or nerd shit because mm-hmm. I mean, Forbidden Planet still exists. Yeah, yeah, Do you know what yeah. I mean? As an expensive but shop, as a brand though, as well. The, the way it's the way it's marketed, the way it's named, it's fuck. It's so fucking cringy. Um, it reminds me of. Um, I mean, a totally different kind of business, but it reminds me of when I first heard about the website Den of Geek, mm. and nearly fucking threw up into my mouth. Mm, yeah. um, Dog. <laughs> <laughs> already much better <laughs> I think you just saved it there dog shit but yeah that whole wow. uh, uh, yeah geeks I saw right, Luke Crate being advertised on Facebook and I was like you've targeted this at me what the fuck do you think I am yeah, but, yeah. But, so, but you know, people have no self awareness though do we they we could start I mean we could start because I know like you know people who live um, on the fringes of civilization in towns like Leeds and Swansea. Yeah. And, uh, and a lot of those people like coming to, to London um, as tourists and stuff. I'm thinking, well, save your money, give me 15 quid a month, and I'll go to the tat shops in Oxford Street and exactly. just fill a box full of fucking William and Kate fucking mugs yeah. and all that kind of shit. And George? I'll you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. George the happy baby? Yeah. He's, he's a, a, he's a happy. smug little prick. There's going to be another it? one he's soon, isn't there? He's a fucking desperate in training, isn't he? You oh, see? yeah. He's you can a tell little bastard. He's quite well dressed, though. <laughs> I can't believe it. I don't think we could even... Is, is, is this why illegal? Can't, why can't you say that? This isn't the 1800s or even the, you know, the 1600s. Yeah, it's not treason. To yeah. <laughs> it's not treason to say that a bunch of fucking benefit scrungers who fucking living in a castle in the middle of town... <laughs> I'm not getting involved. I'm not even saying I'm arguing for a republic here. I think that is a naive look on the royal family. The royal family, a bunch of fucking degenerates, the lot of them. (laughs) Blimey. Allegedly. Prince George already done. He's only a small child. He I, might be a nice chap. It could be, a nice, you know, could grow up to be... Of course he's be... not a nice chap. For a start, how old is he? What, two? Is he already two? All oh, two-year-olds are... Already... Oh, all all two-year-olds are dickheads. <laughs> True. I've had two, and I've got a 19-month-old, and I can yeah. attest to this. Um, but yeah, you know, every, every time he's in the papers, you yeah. always have like, oh, fucking William and Too Kate took him to some me. daycare centre. I saw this. Australia or whatever. And then they interviewed the other parents that were there and, and all the other parents were like, yeah, he sort of takes control of the room and he, you know, he, he, knows, he knows his own mind. It's like, yeah, because already he's lived a life of fucking privilege that, that is unfathomable to anyone who isn't born into that system. I feel sorry for the him. The reason though, he already. takes toys off other kids is because he can't fucking look at something without thinking it belongs to him. Because everything he fucking looks at Jesus. belongs to him. Hold on, are you talking about he's a, Charles he's still or a two-year-old child. Yeah. He's still a two-year-old so, child. He's a that, fucking arsehole uh, already. This is so unfair. L- listen, life's not fair. Hence why thoughts. they listen. I, I don't. I don't envy the royal family because 
they're they've got this weird life. They've they're, got this gilded oh yeah. cage. They're prisoners like, to their own. They are prisoners. Weird system. And yeah, they're prisoners, which enables them to just go around and do whatever the fuck they want because you know who's you know legally. I think they're absolutely. You want to be the second son every the time, spare. without a doubt. You want to be Harry, yeah, the heir and you the spare. Get, yeah, you, you, you get you get like the the wealth and the ridiculousness of it. Yeah, but no actual infamous media pressure. Oh, infamous Ooh. second son, starring Prince Harry. Yeah. <laughs> That's the DLC. I mean, he he is the put infamous list, second son, and he's quite literally <laughs> James Hewitt's the main bad guy. <laughs> oh. Touch me, touch me, topical jokes. No, no, that, that, that's been thoroughly debunked because James Hewitt said he wasn't the father. All oh, right, you know because he said it. That's that. <laughs> <laughs> that's sure. that dealt with now. Right. What are your thoughts on Sid Meier's Starships? Asked uh, Pete Lectro. I don't know enough about it. It's got Sid Meier in Sounds the name, like and it's got fucking royalist propaganda to me. Quite <laughs> frankly, I'm trying to get away. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> okay I'm yeah. worried it's being set up to be more of a mobile game than a PC game yeah I don't like that he's launching on iOS but yeah starships are cool Sid Meier's a cool guy might be the good screenshots I've seen look very iPad-y as well that's yeah. what I mean yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and that's not necessarily a bad thing and is it, it beyond, some of the game that is it a Civ people... spin-off is it Beyond Earth spin-off same, or is... yeah same universe I thought you were going to say is it Beyonce then for some reason I, like, is I Beyonce doubt... involved what happened to Beyonce or... two souls it's <laughs> amazing <laughs> what, what's um David Cage up to next. Well, there's all those rumours this morning, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. What, bringing what? Fahrenheit back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There doesn't seem to be much to go on there. Yeah. Is he making another shit from? game? Yeah. <laughs> where you seen these Someone rumors? found this website yeah. that had uh, like the artwork or the art style of the original Fahrenheit box and all the wording that they used and all that, and it says seven days. And he posted a link and a screen grab on NeoGAF, and he's just got one... That's his only post ever on NeoGAF. Mm. And, uh, David Cage legit <laughs> yeah. and uh, someone's taken but people have looked into who registered this website it seems to be an agency that does register games websites yep. so who knows basically great we get to play Fahrenheit again what? what you're, you're, what's your goddamn feet scammer? <clears throat> that's my mic stand listen right okay you're being Fahrenheit was now. great up until the third act oh yeah Fahrenheit yeah. Was, really good. was Fahrenheit the game where you went to the World War 2 prison as well Mm, no. Wasn't there a bit where you played as a kid? Is that Silent Hill 2? No, there's a bit where you played as a kid. I'm sure you looked like a prisoner of war. Camp. Oh, no, no, no. It was like, no, you were, you were just growing up on, a, on an Air Force base. It wasn't oh, a prison. Like a <laughs> 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 David Scammell on World History. Got you, that confused you, with the Great Escape. You, your, mom, I think <laughs> your parents were in the armed forces. It's a facade. It's a facade. Yeah. That Go bit on. was shite as well, though. Yeah, it was, actually. The stealth bits. No, and you had to save your friends from, from a fucking burning hangar. Fuck off, David Cage. <laughs> and you had to, there was a, like an AI at the end. This is a spoiler. If, it, if this That's is an actual sad. remake, don't listen Nobody's to this Nobody's going to play it now. Like, what was it? Fahrenheit uh, was really good. The murder bit at the beginning... And brilliant. all that stuff. Brilliant. Great. Was that the demo as well, yeah. I think? It was brilliant. Really like when people are knocking at you on the door of your flat the next day and you're like, you, you're, you're having to get the washing machine on and you yeah. want to get dressed and stuff. And that really, really tense. That was amazing stuff. And then you start seeing fucking fleas everywhere and like giant insects. And but then it does that classic shit. David Cage thing of suddenly sex. Like, there's no reason <laughs> for it. There's no build up. Suddenly, oh yeah, let's just have sex on a train. Why not? Well, that's what the chapter was called, wasn't it? And then the shagging. <laughs> it just sort of happened. The shagging. Yeah. That stuff in the diner and everything, though, was fucking incredible. The diner yeah. bit yeah. was amazing. That is such, like, every, every David Cage game seems to have just an, an incredible start. The amount of stuff he could do with that now in terms of the branching <clears throat> narrative in a way, he could, yeah. that, that game, I'd love to see that again. But who knows? Who knows what heavy, it's going to be? The, t- the twist in Heavy Rain was fucking bollocks, wasn't it? Do we talk about that? 
Yeah. I, don't, I haven't played it, so I don't know. It feels... I mean, but when you I think... Mean, you to feel... describe. When you think about it, it was so obvious. Mm. But, um, yeah. But everyone's expecting Beyond to come to PS4, whether this is a curveball or would, it's a load of old I bollocks. I would like I uh, Beyond, every single copy of it, to be buried... <laughs> And then that I, part that's been buried to be hit with a nuclear strike. Can I confess something? I, I really enjoyed Beyond. Did you? I liked it. Did yeah. you? Did you suffer a gigantic? You liked blow, Assassin's Creed Unity. Blow yeah. to the head. At no point. At no, at no point was I thinking this is this is a really really well designed piece of interactive fiction. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, I enjoyed it. Did you enjoy I'm, the bit where you turned up? I, and I met really the liked Native the central Americans. character. I thought it was like it was like it was like a shit film with good bits. Emphasis on film. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I love the stuff where um, I, I love I love the, the the bit where you're you're you know the homeless chapter where you're kind of you know trying to survive. Yeah, that one's not too bad stuff. actually. Um, there are some good bits. It's just they're knitted together in a really nonsensical way. The bit and, you know, I saw E three where you're with the in, with the soldiers. Yeah. In, in the it's Middle East, or is it Africa? Like, maybe well, you in Africa. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was difficult just the, because it came out of like if you like, play that this? on its own, there's no. Context this is not for what it. I was told it was going to be. The bit where none of the powers make sense anymore because the powers have to fit the plot. So you've got a hostage situation. It's like, why don't you just um, do that thing that you you do against all the other guys and choke them? Remotely. No, this is the hostage part. Of the no, the no, twist. I've in, got a. Funny enough, the, thinking about it, the twist in Beyond was a lot of shite as well, and like immediately obvious from the first fucking scene yeah and then but. do you remember when you infiltrated the sub the korean sub base dressed as a korean commander despite <laughs> the fact that you're like a six foot three your facial model is actually that of an american male model in actuality and you're walking past the korean soldiers and they're like general shut up cage nonsense to- oh when you stay with the native americans of course they've got spirit powers because native americans what rubbish rubbish some good moments, though. Some like, great like, moments. Like many David Cage. What did you what, give it? Four. Four. That stuff on the Indian rev- reservation, though. Piss. What the fuck did that even tie into? Nothing. Like, it just it was just a thing. It was like, all right, so this it just goes X-Files for a bit, and then... Yeah. Yeah. Shiter. Next. No. All right. Well, we are probably about to wrap up the podcast. Sean, I saw a complaint last week that said uh, it wraps up too quickly. Yeah. Maybe we should drag it on for another hour. Wrapped up too quickly. It was a solid hour of shit. Yeah, but they, wanted, they, want, they never wanted it to end. <laughs> well, I don't know. So, but Let's just keep talking. I had, I had not... to just hit the stop button on the record because Dave would refuse to say goodbye. He keeps doing this. He did this with a, a uh, drive, drive club. club video recently. You are a, a troublemaker, sir. I'm just trying to give the people what they want. <laughs> more Dave Scammell. <laughs> <laughs> How come you guys make content that's more fun than any other sites <clears throat> and more swearing too? Well, you, you've answered the question there. Cause it's because we're real people. We cover it with swearing. It's actually not... It's because we're not enough. owned by a gigantic conglomerate that goes, no boys, no fun. No, who, who no naughtiness. Mr. C. Brat Esquire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, it's just because we're like everyone else in this world. We just play games and exactly. we just... And talk a lot of piss about them. Mm, See, really. there we are. That was a good example of we using think a swear word. We don't think we're anything special. We don't think we're above everyone else. We're definitely above David Cage, mate. You, Trust I me. I think Burns thinks he's above everyone. I don't think that. I don't know. Steve Burns, director of Hubris. Yeah. Director of... Well, <laughs> it depends which day it is, you know. It depends which Steve Burns is. I'm not good on Mondays, for example. Mondays are, you know, an, an odd one. <laughs> don't, don't like to be disturbed on Mondays, you know. Well, cool. I guess we will actually wrap it up now. Sorry, Dave. Oh. You have to just deal with that oh. for the rest of your life. Thank you very much for listening to the Video Game UK podcast and... Yeah, yeah, bye. Cheers. Bye.
Why do we have to go? Because it's... For fuck's sake, Scammell, we've been doing it for an hour and a quarter. But I don't understand. Because we're supposed to be doing other stuff as well today. What have we got to do today? It's Run me through the plans. It's all very David Tell me what we're doing. Well, mm. You're oh news editor of videogamer.com, Yeah, but... Yeah, I, I am, yeah, yeah, So, yeah. I mean, presumably, you're going to write some sort of news. I know, but I can delegate that. <laughs> oh, God, the power's gone to <laughs> his head. Gonna, exactly. <clears throat> right, okay. Let's go and upset well, Brett. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Get that that's a shotgun. hobby, isn't it? Let's go and get that shotgun. No, Stuff crunching up his ass or something. As I said, we've got work to do, then. <laughs> yeah, let's work. Yeah. So. All right, cool. Well, I, th- I wonder I, how the Ori's are doing. Oh, please, I want to just stop. <laughs> you make it so difficult. I've got edit 35 minutes of Burns talking about Resident Evil. Yep. Down to about five minutes. Yeah. And, and Burns talks a, a lot, lot Resident about Evil. Resident yeah. Evil. So. Uh, myself oh. and Brett played The Escapist. <laughs> Right, yes, yeah, that's an upcoming video. Yep. We'll I'm not, I'm not sure it. this line is going to make it into the video because Christopher Bratters is editing it. He's going to say something, mm. say something outrageous. But you can't say The Escapist without saying...